listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Velveteen Dream. Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline back talking more NXT on the WWE Network. Uh, I can't, I'm actually really excited to start this off because uh, I knew the first thing we we're going to talk about is NXT UK because I kind of briefly go through it. I don't know if you watched any of it, but I think I did. Was this at the Download Festival? This was at the Download Festival. So I did watch a little bit of it, yes. So I don't know how the sound came off to you. Uh, on uh, on a television set because I, uh, of course, was listening with with headphones on, so maybe it was just the headphone uh, okay. audio. But I thought this show sounded awful. Uh, like with headphones on, mm. with headphones on, I could constantly hear like bands way off in the distance. Oh, I could hear like. Just I guess music blaring and it was just weird because the crowd would be like dead silent and then there would just be like heavy metal off in the distance. I guess somewhere. I didn't notice it as much. Mm-hmm. So it was weird. They did the show in essentially a gigantic circus tent. Uh, yeah, it, I thought it was weird how they did it, but more power to them, I guess. Yes, uh, there was um, this week's episode. Featured Cassius Ono defeating Kenny Williams in kind of a nothing match. Uh, so dumb. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was nothing there. Uh, Ke- I did. See- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you you can you can go on with what you're going to say because I was just going to zoom through the show here. Okay, really quick though, what I did enjoy about this episode, um, and I think it's because of the live event, is how they um, they transitioned between matches. Mm-hmm. I because there was like no break. No, not really. And I thought that was fantastic. Uh, so it's Cassius Ono. He's like going up the ramp. Imperium, like Walter's music hits. Imperium comes out. It was perfect. This was. I don't know. I don't know why this seems so strange to me. But they're in this big tent outdoors with mud everywhere, and rock bands playing off in the distance. And then this classical music plays. And then <laughs> out come these four big dudes in tracksuits. Yes! I loved it. Well, seeing Walter in a tracksuit just seemed so weird to me. Yeah. And they've got, no. like, a team tracksuit. They do. That happened real fast. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what's happening here. It's like, they are were, they... like, embroidered with their names and their yes. flags. I'm, I'm expert. I, I'm just... I, I can't wait for next week's episode when they have the NXT UK Olympic Games and we see Walter doing the pole <laughs> vault and Fabian Eichner doing, doing the shot put. Oh, he would definitely be doing a shot put. You're right. Yes. He would definitely be doing the shot put. But I like that they did give each of them a turn on the mic. 
They did, and they they talked about like the sanctity of the mat and the purity of pro wrestling, and this this is like they they want to defend it from the, uh, you know, the awful people, Travis Banks, uh, in particular, because he's going to be challenging Walter, uh, which by the way they announced will be taking place on like next week's show or in two weeks. Yep, it'll, very soon. It'll be in this tent. They'll be having yep. this Walter uh, Travis Banks match. So, really quick, before we move on, though, how long before you think Imperium goes up against uh, Undisputed Era? I don't know. That would be a really cool match. Right? I don't know if they're going to do that, but I think that they really should do a like a takeover that's like NXT versus NXT UK. War uh, Games? That would be awesome. Yes, please. I mean, they are going to do a <laughs> War Games. We saw that they're, uh, once again, promoting War Games ahead of time, which means conveniently a large group of people will get into conflict all at the same time yep. right around the same time as this war game show is about to take place i mean undisputed era has been it in it twice already is that yes. right so i don't know if they should be in it for a third time but how perfect mm-hmm. imperium has four people they have four people throw them into cages uh there was a tag team match where gallus beat the hunt mm-hmm. the hunt seemed at home here in this, <laughs> in, this in this crowd of people uh, so that worked out well. Uh, there was a Mustache Mountain interview uh, where they're talking about uh, being focused on the NXT UK tag team titles. And uh, then the the main event of the show was a battle royal won by Kaylee Ray to receive a future shot at Tony Storm for the NXT UK Women's Championship. This included every woman not that isn't Tony Storm uh, in NXT UK. They were all in here. Um, this is actually pretty fun, for the most part. Crowd. Well, I did not see it, so the that's crowd. Good. The crowd was in it and out of it at points, but uh, they teased Zaya Brookside winning. Uh, she was the last person in the ring, but she had forgotten that Kaylee Ray had been drop kicked through the ropes, not over the top, and ah. Kaylee Ray snuck in and threw Zaya over the top. So Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm uh, at some point for the women's championship. That'll probably be a good match, actually. Uh, so that was uh, the the UK show. But okay. now it's time for what we've all come here for. Episode 512 of NXT proper uh, on the WWE Network. And it starts out with the Undisputed Era coming out. And they've all got... Speaking of team colors, Jacqueline, Undisputed yeah. Era all have brand new t-shirts. Yes, and it matches the gear they wore at the takeover. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is, Roderick Strong was wearing a nice track jacket during that takeover. Where are those? Yeah, Cause... I think, I, I'm guessing the track jacket is only for wrestling ring entrances. Although sometimes oh. he doesn't even do that. Maybe it's only for singles matches? I don't know. Uh, he's got very specific... I'm going to have to pay attention now. <laughs> yeah, he has a very specific gear loadout, it seems. Like a, a track jacket, but only for singles matches. There's a tag match, no track jacket. Right. Oh, it's complicated. Uh, so Adam Cole boasting about uh, his championship uh, victory. In a weird line, he says, no one can touch them, not even Triple H. What? What? He mentioned the guy who kind of who's in charge kind of owns this place but not exactly um yeah 
interesting line. Velveteen Dream interrupts him. Mm-hmm. This is looking like Prince. Yes, this is the one thing, by the way, I love about Adam Cole. So people will argue <laughs> that Adam Cole isn't a bad guy because people cheer him. Like they lo- they go nuts when they come out. They go yep. crazy when he does his Adam Cole baby catchphrase. When he's in the ring just cutting a promo, everyone's going crazy. But then someone else that the crowd loves will come out, like Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden everyone hates Undisputed Era again. <laughs> they remember how much they hate these guys. And they're they're not on their side the whole rest of this promo from here on out. Uh, so the the crowd is chanting Velveteen Dream's name. Uh, he says this whole NXT experience is due to one thing. Uh, it's him. Dream over. Dream says the NXT title would look good with his North American Championship. By the way, Adam Cole said no one can touch them, and Dream said that he would like to touch Adam Cole. Crowd went, hmm, let me head over to, well, I guess, you know what, I don't know if Tumblr is still around, but if it was, uh, the fanfic would be going crazy right now, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Probably. Strong cut a promo on uh, Velveteen Dream saying he didn't deserve that title, which brought out Matt Riddle. And the crowd was even happier now that Matt Riddle right. was here. I think everyone just generally gets happier once Matt Riddle comes out. Mm-hmm. His music just makes you happy. Then you come out and you see how happy he is. It's, it's yeah. a win-win for everybody. Uh, like, bro. <laughs> Matt, Matt Riddle points out that he has no idea why Roderick Strong is talking trash to the North American champion. He just beat Roderick Strong. Oh, and also, he's pinned Adam Cole. What? So maybe Number one he contender. Should, yeah, right. Maybe he should be in line. Uh, for a championship match. Uh, Adam Cole got a dig in at Matt Riddle about his social media postings, I think specifically about Goldberg recently in the Saudi Arabia show. Oh, he said something about, like, Attitude Era. Yeah, he said go back to, like, critiquing Attitude Era wrestlers online or something like that. Yeah. Which is something that Matt Riddle was doing on Twitter. Which looked like, which looked like Matt Riddle genuinely started laughing at. Yeah, I think he was literally <laughs> caught off guard by that. He wasn't expecting Cole to, to do that. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was indeed. Uh, Tyler Breeze interrupts them. Because uh, why not? Right. Uh, he says he's taking exception to the heel stable, taking credit for the brand that he helped build. At which point the crowd chanted... OG at Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would eventually oh, yeah. lead to a six-man tag being uh, booked for later in the show. Uh, so, yeah, that was the uh, the setup for the main event. Yeah. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a fun opener. Usually it these was. things run about eight minutes longer on the main roster, and they aren't as entertaining. Yeah, this was... If this went any longer, it would have been annoying. Yeah. Uh, I should note that uh, the one thing I forgot to mention was that Undisputed Era was so uh, certain of their superiority <laughs> over this brand that they showed the fans that they had recut the intro to the show with nothing but Undisputed Era clips. <laughs> and I like that Kyle O'Reilly took all the credit for it. Like, it was oh, really yeah. funny. <laughs> yes. Yes, he's like, oh, it's just something I threw together, you guys. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly did the video editing. That was genius. I laughed so hard. Uh, 
Although I will say, if out of all of them, like I buy that, <laughs> he probably sure. is a video nerd. <laughs> sure, I could see it. Yeah. Um, a video package hyped next week's main event, the steel cage match for the NXT Women's Championship. So I do get to be nitpicky here because, uh, spoiler alert for the rest of this show, there was at no point in this show anything that was said or done to signify exactly why this is a title match. Uh. I, I said last week that I really feel like I thought they it wasn't a title match. Oh, it is. It's totally for the championship. Oh, it was on the graphic and everything. Uh, was it? I, yes. Tells you how much I pay attention. Yes. Uh, it's a nitpicky thing. It's something that I can let NXT slide on because they normally don't do stuff like this. If they had a long, extended habit of doing things that don't make any sense for no reason, I would be. A little more hard on it. Uh, you can sort my of. My hope is. Go ahead. Oh, as I say, my hope is after this match, like let's 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 pick up a new um, rivalry. Yeah. Because I get it, and I I do like Shayna versus I Eo, but mm-hmm. we're almost done. It's not like it's not like it's even been that long. They've only really had the one match, but the fact that Shayna beat her decisively but yeah i kind of you know like I know i'd rather it's only been, oh sorry i know it's only been the one match but do you remember when when it was like it was eo Kyrie, and bianca versus Shayna? like i feel like this has been going on for too long like we need new we need someone new i'm done <laughs> I okay want, i want someone else uh I don't know. I mean, for me, like, I could see it extended if they did things to extend it, but it doesn't feel like they did. It feels like EO lost pretty decisively, and now EO should go back to building herself back up for another title match. So, yeah. Uh, First match on the show the debuting Damian Priest taking on Raul Mendoza. I was so upset. Where you didn't want to see Raul sacrificed here? No, I did not. Um, He's too good for that. He was given, uh, I mean, he was given some stuff in this match. He looks great. He was. Like, all the time. I really like Raul Mendoza. Oh, I love him. And at the live shows, he's even better. Yeah. Well, I mean, because he probably gets to do a lot of stuff there. Yes, he has long matches. Yeah. Um, Damien Priest looked okay here. Uh, I've seen Punishment Martinez matches that were a lot more fun. Including mm-hmm. his match in NXT where he was Punishment Martinez. Oh, uh, with Matt Riddle? With Matt Riddle, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever, that's my name now. So, <laughs> I called it. Uh, I actually don't even remember what Priest hit him with to beat him. He hit him with a finisher. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but they gave him... Uh, oh, I have it here. Hold on. Okay. Um, it's... Cracking Mendoza with a spinning head kick before trouncing the prestige with a rolling cutter for the victory. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay, yeah. He hit like the crossroads, like Cody Cody Rhodes finishing. Yes. Move. That's uh, it. So yeah. Uh, they gave him this big entrance where he like shoots a pretend arrow at the video screen and it lights up with his name in fire and uh they give him yeah, like this they're... big entrance. Yeah, they're doing a lot to build him up. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know why. Hopefully we'll get to see more. Well, he's big and he's pretty talented. It just depends on yeah. what they've got him in there 
doing. It'll it'll be interesting to see. Like I remember being pretty unenthused about uh, Dijakovic when he was just in there just pummeling dudes. But then he had that one match with Keith Lee, and it was awesome because they let them do stuff. And that's all I want to see. But they keep getting hurt at different times. <laughs> yes. Uh, so hopefully, eventually, we will get a match where we get to see Damian Priest do stuff because yes. uh, it didn't do Although, much. Here. Uh, yeah, but I'll, and my my criticism to that is that like if you're gonna do stuff, like Mendoza's a good guy to like go against for that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know they, I mean? Did, they, they did let him do yeah. some. It wasn't a complete destruction, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to pull open the grapple app here, Jacqueline. What would you give this match? Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> I would give this match 2-5. Okay, that's exactly what I gave this as well. Like an average, an average score. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people over at Grapple, marginally less forgiving, giving it a 2.01. Ooh. So a little over two. So that means there are some people giving it way less than a two as well. Yeah, which which makes sense. They built him up so much, it didn't really deliver. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was average. I, I think I would have been harsher had Mendoza, whom they've given stuff to, not shown a little bit in this match. Like if Mendoza came in here and just got uh, like destroyed. Yeah, but I'm. I, I almost. Some stuff yeah, I was gonna say. I almost feel like though Mendoza's at a point where he's past that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not a squash guy anymore. Uh, backstage, William Regal announced the NXT Breakout Tournament. He noted what, what? that he noted that there is a bunch of wrestlers who have not made NXT television yet, but they are all big stars, ready for the prime time, and they are going to compete in a tournament. The finals for which will take place at NXT Takeover Toronto Two, I believe. This will be during SummerSlam weekend. Uh, okay. Uh, so that, I think that'll be like next month. I think it's in. Are we in July yet? Next week. Okay, next week will be July, and I think SummerSlam is either late July or early August. So makes sense. That'll be the finals, and uh, apparently the winner of this tournament will get the championship match of their choosing. He announced all eight participants, uh, and those who had independent names, their names were listed with them, which. Strikes me as weird, because I don't know why you just wouldn't use their names. If you have to be, like, formally known as, just use their name. Right. Because if you think enough people will know their formally mm-hmm. known as name, then that just... name has some value and you should just use it. But uh, they noted that the first round is going to be uh, Dexter Loomis, who is the former Sam Shaw, versus Bronson Reed, who is the former Jonah Rock. And... Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who is the former Shane Swerve Strickland, will be taking on Cameron Grimes, the former Trevor Lee. And on the other side of the brackets, Angel Garza, who is the former Garza Jr., will be taking on Joaquin Wilde, who is the former DJZ. And uh, Jordan Miles, the former ACH, will be taking on Boa, who is also known as Boa. Boa. (laughs) Not known on the independent scenes. So what I want to know though is so Shane Strickland why did he keep Swerve how they let, like how'd that get through I don't know like he's just like I think people he just, know me as Swerve I think he just wanted a piece of the a piece of it to stay with him I guess he should just go as Swerve Scott that'd be an awesome like punishment Martinez yeah Swerve his first Scott. name is Swerve 
Yeah. I like it. I would have done it. If he, yeah, if, just drop the Isaiah. What the hell is that doing? If it were me and he came to me and he's like, I want my name to be Swerve Scott, I'd be like, you're in. Yep. That's an awesome okay. name. Um, next, I thought this was one of the best things on the show easily. Uh, they showed a Mia Yim video package that showcased oh, yeah. her story. And <laughs> this is stuff, again, uh, that the main roster just does not do with their talent. So... Oh, you mean real stuff? Yeah. So they used her real background to tie into her wrestling character. And now she is much more than just a wrestling character. I know. She's a some, person. Right. I can't, like, I can tell you some stuff about Roman Reigns. But yeah. as far as an on character, like an on TV character... I can't tell you anything about Roman Reigns, the character. I can tell you some things he's done, and sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes that can be enough if it's memorable enough. But otherwise, you kind of need a little bit of backstory. And I watched this, and now I know quite a bit about Mia Yim. I know that uh, she grew up in uh, was it L.A. California during that like, yep. during like the L.A. riots. Yeah. And, She's half she's half African American, half black, half Korean, and she grew up in a neighborhood where those two like racial groups were kind of warring with each other, and she was essentially ostracized from both because she is half and half. Uh, right. And like she saw all this horrible stuff happen. She uh, and she, you know, escaped all of that by getting into pro wrestling. And essentially the story is like now that she's here, she still sees the awfulness, but it's like coming from someone like Shayna Baszler and she's like, no one else is stepping up. So if people need standing up to, I'll stand up. If people need protecting, I'll protect them. It was like, like this really great, good guy speech, promo, whatever you want to call it. Yes. I thought this was excellent. And I'm kind of looking forward to Shayna Baszler and Mia Yim now. Uh, yes, and I just, oh my gosh, this was so real. Mm-hmm. I was so just impressed that they put this on, on screen. Now, what they do with it from here will be interesting, because if you remember, the Forgotten Sons also had a similar video when they talked about their time in the military, kind of, and then yes. we all saw how they fell off. This feels more akin to when Roderick Strong was a singles good guy wrestler. And he mm-hmm. was gearing up to face Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship. And okay. they did a very similar thing where they did, over the course of like two or three episodes, they did a like Roderick Strong's Life Story mini documentary series where they talked about like how he grew up in this trailer park and his father taught him everything he knew about wrestling, but also his dad was kind of a, you know, his dad was kind of like a bad influence and his Aww. like his, his the parents the relationship was really bad and it got to the point where his mom shot his dad like oh that bad God. like that bad uh and he's like sides with his mother in this he's like you know she had to do what she had to do his father's still alive uh he survived but um and him and his father are on good terms now but it was basically like just him and his mother like he talked about like this and like growing up and wrestling and like wow. how all this is like all he's ever wanted to do stuff like that uh and now he's got this family with Marina and they've got a baby uh it was excellent and t- 
turns out when he had his match with Bobby Roode, the place was super invested in this because they but related they to Roderick who... Strong. Yeah. Wow. So I hope it's something similar to this. I love the Mia Yim story here. I hope they continue to do more stuff like this for big matches. Oh, no, I agree. I thought it was fantastic. I'm hoping they put up a Shayna, like, behind this music mm-hmm. thing. I'm yeah. really curious. I'm really curious, yeah. They should do this for everyone. Uh, well, up next we got Tainara Conti and Zaya Lee. They tried, everybody. Uh, yeah. I... And I felt bad watching this, because I usually... I am usually all for, like, the women's matches, and I'm like, they are, like equal footing whatever but mm-hmm. this just this was tough to watch this felt like yeah what's weird is that tainara has actually been wrestling for a while as is zaya but they came out here and this almost felt like this was their second or third match like they yeah, froze they did not mm-hmm. they were very hesitant in a couple of places some things just look really wonky other times things look good right it was just very inconsistent and they just didn't look confident yeah, like Tainara would do this cool judo throw or something to Zaya, but then she wouldn't follow up. She would just stand there for a second. Right. Uh, there was no fluidity. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, they tried. Uh, Zaya won with, I'm not sure with what, uh, some kicks? A spinning wheel kick, maybe? Uh, maybe. And Zaya won. I really like Zaya. Uh, and I think Tainara has a lot of personality as well, but... Boy, that this did, was not a good showing. It was not. But did you also notice, I felt it was a little weird because Tainara came out and I felt like she was kind of a, like a good guy, quote unquote. A little bit, But then yeah. during the match, I felt like she switched and I was like, I don't know where she switched. Yeah, she did it's shake like, hands with Zaya at the beginning. Yeah, and I'm like, did you forget? I was very confused. <laughs> it was a little strange. Maybe she's just unpredictable. Maybe. You never know Which, what she's going to do. Actually, that would be a really cool character. She could shake your hand or she could chop it off. You never know what's yeah. going to happen. If you could do that well, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, what would you give uh, Tainara and Zaya's uh, effort here? Oh, they tried so hard. Um, so I'm going to go with a one. Oh, God. I want to say two, but it's probably a 175 is more okay. accurate. And I was even less charitable by going one and a half. But you know what? You're more in line with the people of Grapple. They gave the match a 1.79. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, we got the Street Profits celebrating their title win. Montez, so excited, his crown fell off his head. And I love that they just kept this take because... (laughs) Angela Dawkins just goes, oh, like nonstop for a good 20 seconds. While Montez has the best reaction of all time, just sadly looking down at his crown that has fallen on the ground. This is awesome. This is what makes this great. Anywhere else they would have been like, ah, you you screwed it up. Cut. They're like, nope, this is hilarious. We're keeping it in. That's going on television. Yeah, Uh, I feel like, though, I almost feel like they give the wrestlers some say in what, in mm -hmm. like creative direction because I feel like they were like, they saw this and laughed at themselves and were like, no, no, keep that. Yep. (laughs) Also, I love that they threw themselves a mini ticker tape parade. Yes. Montez, Montez Ford sitting on top of a sedan, (laughs) 
driving slowly through full sail <laughs> with a bunch of goofy fans cheering them on. It was, and they were like throwing stuff. It was awesome. I thought, th- I thought this was very endearing. They are, I think they're like one of the most fun teams. Yep. Yeah. I love, I love them so much. They're great. It's hard not to like them. They're very likable. They are. And like, and they could back it up with their wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think anyway. I think so too. They've gotten much better. They really have. Yes. Uh, the main event, they went with a trio that I did not expect. No uh, one did. Adam Cole. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong with Kyle O'Reilly at ringside. Although I've heard Kyle might be dealing with, because uh, the word is because he was internal supposed, injuries. Well, he was right. So he was supposed to wrestle on a couple of Evolve wrestling shows uh, this uh-huh. weekend, but it's since pulled out. And the word is that he has not actually wrestled since the Takeover show. Like his back is really jacked up, which is not surprising if you watch yeah, that match. Weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Can we, wait. Since we've talked a lot about gear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk about Bobby Fishes. Okay. With the dead fish on the front. Yeah, the, the fish head with the bones or whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Like, how cartoonish and perfect <laughs> for him. Because he basically is a cartoon come to life. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they took on the team of the North American champion Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, and uh, Tyler Breeze. So I thought this was a pretty good... Back and forth, six man. Uh, yes. I thought it was best when Matt Riddle was in there, but that's because I think everything he does is captivating and awesome, and I just love watching him wrestle. But Velveteen Dream, a close second. Uh, yes. The uh, I did not expect the finish. So the uh, Matt Riddle is is making his comeback at the end here. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Cole stomps on Matt's bare feet, which, you know, that's why you got to wear boots, Matt. They'll just step yep. on your feet. Uh, but especially Adam Cole. Yes. Uh, Matt makes a, Matt ends up making a hot tag to Tyler Breeze. Who's coming in there. He's cleaning house. Uh, a, the, all the, the baby faces do a bunch of super kicks, uh, just a bunch of action near the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Velveteen dream comes in and, uh, he's doing so. So the is the end like a distraction? I feel like there was a distraction or something. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I I re- like I think something happens. Like Velveteen Dream was caught off guard. Like he like maybe a blind tag was made to Roderick Strong. Yes, it was a blind. Yeah, it was the blind tag. And Dream hits like the uh, the purple rainmaker, but he doesn't know that Strong is the legal man. And Roderick comes in. And hits the end of heartache, a suplex into a backbreaker, and he pins Velveteen Dream. So now you can argue that Roderick Strong He's... has a case to make for challenging for Dream's title. Which makes sense. Yes. And you can argue uh, Matt Riddle has a case for uh, both championships, as he's defeated Roderick Strong and he has pinned uh, Adam, Adam Cole. Cole. So, so uh, it's gonna, it's, who knows? It's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. A good a good setup uh, it definitely for is. things to come, I, and a good main event. Yes, I thought this was a good match, um, mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like it's it was hard to be like who I liked the best. Yeah, but I will say this: sadly, Bobby Fish probably never there. No, 
it's Bobby Fish and Tyler Breeze off in a corner by themselves. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, you guys are okay, but... And it's not like I don't like you, but... Compared to everyone else. I would have liked this a lot better as a tag match. if you And you guys yeah. just went to the back. Also, I don't remember what exactly happened. Maybe you have a better memory than I do. But I feel like Velveteen Dream did something very athletic that he normally doesn't do. You know, I think you're right, too. And I just... It's not coming I, to mind because it was a week ago now. But yeah, yeah, no, I know. But I feel like there. I feel like Velveteen Dream is taking a lot more chances, and mm-hmm. while they may not always um, land yeah. perfectly, I give him a lot of credit for really like he is stretching himself, mm-hmm. and um, so I just think that that's awesome, and I'm so excited to see where that's going to go. He's getting better I feel all the time, like, yeah. Because I feel like the, like the next takeover match is probably going to be like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting better all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, all right, on Grapple, uh, I gave this one. I'm actually above Grapple on here. I went three and a quarter. Oh, I was going to say three and a half. Believe it or not, I'm going to be super generous. Okay, well, I mean, that's we're all pretty close here. Uh, Grapple, well, Grapple's not that close. Grapple gave it 3.1, so just a little bit over 3. I thought it was, I thought the work in here was a little bit better than that, but. I agree, yeah. I, I, I thought it was an odd choice to have Roderick Strong be the one to finish the match. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm all for a stronger showing by him, because I think he deserves good matches, and I feel like he's kind of gotten lost. Yeah. Somewhat, so I'm happy that they're kind of propelling him. Now, just for just for being a jerk's sake, there's no such thing as a wrong opinion when it comes to subjective art. But I am looking at two people here who gave this match two and a half. They're just wrong. Hmm. Sorry, you guys. I know this is subjective. <laughs> also, but also you're objective would you wrong. would you call wrestling subjective art? Well, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, wrestling, so, like, wrestling matches are essentially a performance art. Uh, so if you're gonna, like, if you, if you want to judge them, if you want to judge them as a, as a piece of performance, you know, that's, there, it's just as, like, if, was this match good is no different than saying, was this movie good, or was this song good, or is this painting okay. good? Um, so, yeah, I, I look at, and there's a lot of wrestlers who do look at it. Like that, especially and, nowadays, okay. more wrestlers look at it as a uh, like a performance art, and and it kind of is. You're, uh, you know, you're piecing a, essentially a choreographed fight together, uh, and it requires a lot of timing and skill, no doubt about that. But it's you know, it's not all science. Obviously, there's a lot of you know stuff between the notes, and you know, but for some hmm. people that for some people they just see a wrestling match. Um, you know, just like how for some people they watch a movie, they just see a movie. Uh, right. But some people watch a movie and they see way more than just the movie. They see the the emotions, the, the... Uh, yeah, or the skill or things in particular about a scene or you know a way a way that something was shot. Uh, you know, yeah. so yeah, some people do totally okay. look at wrestling in, in in kind of like the same way. So it is art. It's like a weird okay. art. No doubt about that. For sure. Well, I'm trying to figure out. I'm still trying to figure out if wrestling's a sport or a, mm-hmm. or like a a soap. Like where does it fall? Somewhere in between. 
Yeah, for me, I definitely don't call it a sport. Uh, okay. I now, like, I think because I, I think it's you know it's fiction, but it's it's weird. It's like a fantasy sports league for a sport that doesn't exist. Uh, and We've I think very far off topic, right? I, well, I mean, it is still wrestling we're talking about here. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. It's just, we've gotten into like theoretical wrestling, which I don't think existed. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's definitely, there's definitely some people who call it a sport legitimately. Like it's a sport. Uh, there's weird stuff like ESPN is giving WWE an SB award this year, even though it's not a Why? sport. Uh, <laughs> but don't, what? Uh, ESPN has gone off the rails. They're looking for ratings. Yeah. I mean, Fox. Fox wants uh, SmackDown, but they want a more sports-like presentation. Uh, AEW's entire brand is going to be built off of treating wrestling more like uh, a sport, by which I believe what they really Unions? mean. Unions? No, not quite uh, to that level. I think what they mean by that is, like, what you see on NXT or what you see in New Japan, uh, treating it... In sports, wins and losses matter. Championships are the most important thing. Uh, mm. What what you see happen on one week will have consequences for the next week. Um, ah, you know, storylines. Yeah, it's going to be consistent storytelling and uh, sports. It's you know every every sport has stories as well, but the story is usually the story of the game and how it unfolds. But uh, and for some people that's interesting. Some people not so much. But so to me, like wrestling is a simulated sport. It has sports pieces, but it's also got pieces of like it feels like five or six other genres uh, built okay. into it, like comic books and soap opera and theater and stunt work and just tons of stuff, tons of weird little nooks and crannies that all somehow come together and make this thing a reality. It's weird, but I don't know. I, I like it for some reason. I don't know why. I actually can't explain why, but uh, it's, I don't know, it's a thing. It's an acquired taste, if there ever was one. Yes, that there is. That it is. But you know it's not an acquired taste, Jacqueline? Because every, geek. I was going to say, because everyone's a geek now. It doesn't have to be an acquired taste anymore. Everyone loves geek stuff. And what better way to uh, to plaster geek stuff all over your, your home or, or your person uh, via attire than by going to ThinkGeek. I had to include that in there, because otherwise it would have sounded <laughs> way weirder. Uh, yep. Cinemageekly.com slash ThinkGeek uh, to pick yourself up some cool geeky uh, apparel and collectibles. Uh, use that link or uh, click the uh, the link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, that's the maybe the worst segue we've ever done <laughs> into a plug, and that covers a lot of ground on Cinema Geekly. We are famously bad at segueing into... Segways. Thanking, thanking people for helping out. Um, <laughs> Everyone has to be known for something. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's a wrap for this week's show. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. Check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. Uh, that way you can hear us come back next time talk about more NXT. It's episode 512 or 13 or something. The real important thing is that it's Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship against Io Shirai in a steel cage match. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream.